Warning! The Bone Bad Show is intended for adults only and contains bad words and other yucky stuff that may make some people very angry. So watch out!
What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 214 of the Bone Bat Show. This is Steve. And this is Gordon. How's it going, man? I'm frantic. I, I just barely made this podcast because somewhere in my palatial estate that I live in, I had misplaced my phone. And then, yeah, I started doing the thing where you're like, well, maybe I left it in the car. You go to the car. Nope, not there. Then you still can't find it. So you go back out to just to make sure you didn't overlook it the first time. Just stupid. Just stupid. I'm glad I'm here. I've got my phone. All is right with the do world. Do you have your phone? Are you happy with your big fancy phone? I got my. You're the you one know. with the new phone. I'm yeah, still rocking no, like ago, last year's because model. Because like a week ago, I'm out walking with my wife as I want to do. And it had just rained. It was on Father's Day. And I kind of didn't feel like going for a walk. But she sort of coaxed me into it. Oh, come on. It's good for you. Let's go. All right. So we go out for a walk. I didn't want to go. I'm kind of muttering under my breath probably the whole way. And <laughs> like then we're walking do. down these steps, which I've walked down a million times into this gully, and there's like this log with moss on it. And I slipped. Both heels shoot out from under me, and I land right on my ass. And I kind of do the, the, the no self-audit where you're like, okay, how, how am I doing? Am I broken? Like, what's wrong with me? And everything feels fine. My, my palms kind of hurt because I landed on my hands, my wrists. And I landed on my ass. But I was like, oh, but my phone. For some reason, which I never do, I had my phone in my back pocket, and it entirely shattered all of the Gorilla Glass. Like, all of it. I've never seen a phone so shattered. Your butt is stronger than Gorilla Glass. Right? So, you know, I'm glad you're enjoying your phone that you have now. (laughs) I have a new phone. I got a new phone. Oh, yeah? It was like way out of like it had been paid off like seven years ago and I was still using it. So I was due. But, you know, still like half the apps don't work because I forgot the logins and shit. Oh, and yeah. So, yeah, That's gone. yeah the, the phone's only half functional at this point. I, I'll get there one day. But, you know, I'm glad for you that you have a nice phone that's completely operational. That's good for you. (laughs) Why are you? You're the one with a brand new phone. My phone is is old and decrepit. (laughs) But you have it. I do. Only because I I found it. It wasn't easy. Well, dude, you know what I'm excited about? More excited about than fucking phones? What? Midnight! Oh, my God. We are actually featuring one of my favorite bands right now. On the show, we open the show with the tune "Villainy, Wretched Villainy" from "Let There Be Witchery," the 2022 release on Metal Blade Records, and we're going to be chatting with Athanar himself in a little bit. I'm so fucking jazzed about this. Nice. Oh, god, this band's so much fun. <laughs> you really are excited about this episode. You know I am. But that, that's one of the things I, I was thinking. Like now, finally, Gord will be glad that Steve will fucking stop talking about midnight because we finally finished them on the show so (laughs) after this episode maybe no it's not no then it'll be like oh remember the time we recorded that episode and midnight Midnight was on it yeah that was last week steve jesus shut (laughs) that was the best thing ever and then and then athenar he said that thing oh (laughs) yes right on yeah music's fucking great dude music is is the best we, I, I we just like gotta that. say, yeah, love the music. We approve. Anyway, so, uh, you know, there's no film festival going on or anything like that. We don't have to talk about that. I guess that we can jump straight to what pisses you off, Gord. Well, all this talk about phones, uh, you know what pisses me off, Steve? What's that, bud? 
when I'm in a movie theater and jackasses are on their phones, especially if they're if their phones are turned up to like Klieg light level. God, people, if you want to dick around on your phone, just don't don't take it to the movie. Put it down for a minute. And if you absolutely must, if you must dick around on your phone, turn down the brightness. And if you and the other thing is, you know, have some shame. Kind of put it down in your lap. I watched Spider-Man, Spider-Verse, and the audience was really into it, but the sound was really quiet. So everyone was just kind of leaning forward, trying to hear every single thing. Everyone except one dude right in the middle of the theater. And he he's this big dude. He's slumped down all the way into his chair. And so he's kind of looking up and he's got his phone up. So it's like slightly above his head. So it's just illuminating the crowd behind him. My my kid is like I could read everything he was typing on Snapchat. <laughs> so why didn't you guys say anything? I would absolutely one hundred percent call somebody out for that shit. Did I mention that he was a big dude? And before this, the movie I'd seen just prior to this, there was some serious jackassery going on, and I shushed. I did the old man. Hey, shush, nothing. I went up and talked to the guy behind the snack bar. I'm like, hey, this is just not. Not conducive to a good movie watching experience, and he rolled his eyes like, "Oh, all right." He wasn't rolling it at me. He's like, "Half of what I do is like disciplining children." I said, "Well, they're not actually." He's like, "No, they're children." He, <laughs> he ended up like throwing them out. They were just being drunk assholes with their phones on real bright, and uh, yeah, some light pollution in the movie theater. It's it's pissing me off, and you know, I'd already also got up like twice to go complain about the sound to try to oh, get geez. it to it up. So it was becoming... So then you are just like the old grotchety man. Where exactly. You're like, 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 there's a guy stew. with his phone on and it's too quiet and this Turn popcorn is too salty. <laughs> is this imported popcorn? God damn it. <laughs> yeah, well, when you're done yelling at the sky. Yeah. You know, and the corollary to this, of course is people, I'm not going to mention any names like Steve, but who have a bright-as-fuck smartwatch, which occasionally will go off in a dark room and blind you from the side. Yeah, you kind of, like, look at the time, and you're, oh, shit, and you, like, cover it up. Yeah, no, you'll get, like, a text, or I don't know, you get something that your smartwatch needs to alert you, and depending on what direction it's pointed at, it'll just, like, kind of flash, like, hey, an alert, I just needed to light up the side of Gord's head. Well, that, that is, you know, I have to absolutely think that pandemic fucked up people's movie habits. Like, people there just forgot the fucking rules of going to a movie. That you, like, don't talk. Like, there were a couple of people at a movie recently, Allie and I are sitting there, and they're having a conversation, like, during the movie. And I'm like, hey, shut up. <laughs> and finally, the guy shut up. But it was like... You know, no amount of turning around and glaring at him was going to do it. You had to actually say something. Yeah, I I don't know what it is. It, you pay money to come into this big dark room with exactly. awesome sound and awesome, like, projector and stuff. So I enjoy it. I didn't pay it. money to look at your, their phone. I didn't pay money to listen to dickheads. No, well, maybe you did, but... Well, but they better be depending on the, on the movie. Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah, professionally paid, you know, SAG card carrying dickheads. Well, you know, what pisses me off, and this is what? totally self-inflicted, 
oh. is that uh, I also went and saw Spider-Man recently, and uh, I am looking for a good time to see the movie because we're going to have dinner at a certain time, and I had chores to do before. I had to mow the lawn, and so I kind of wanted to see a movie at 2. I didn't want to see a movie at 4 because that was too late. Oh, there's a movie at 3. Okay, pick my one seat. When I picked the seat on the digital screen thing, the theater was not very full, and it didn't occur to me why that might be. Turns out it was a closed-captioned movie. Oh. So I go in, and every word on the screen is a word on the screen, literally, <laughs> which was kind Swip. of fun. One of your biggest complaints about reading a film is that yeah. you're reading the film, it takes away from the acting, you can't see the nuance in the actor's eyes, the performance, whatever, but in this movie, an animated film with a bazillion things on the screen at once, who knows what you're missing by staring at the words on the bottom 10% of the screen, right? Yeah, well, if you had to pick one film to see in, in closed captioning, though, that was probably the one because of the the sound issues early on, but well, still, yeah. I, I didn't have the sound issues. It sounded fine. But the one thing that was kind of cool is that the lyrics to the songs in the soundtrack were on the screen as well. So that was kind of cool. If the, the lyrics were tying into the theme of the film, then you could see that, and maybe you wouldn't be able to hear that quite as well embedded in sound design with crashes and explosions and shit like that. You might have missed that. So there was some nuance that I did gain from that. But overall, I'm going to make a point of not seeing closed caption films if I don't have to. Yeah, yeah good record. call. Yeah. I went back and, and watched it again. And first of all, I got to give kudos to the local regal theater here in davis they they did everything they could to fix the sound going into it and anyone that complained and said they did not have a good experience they got a free ticket to another movie so not not at all bashing on the folks that run the local regal and when they fixed the freaking sound when they the studio released uh new versions of the film that weren't recorded and fart around <laughs> pretty good watch it again really good in fact that that movie is worth a second watch and now we find out that there's multiple versions of the movie what uh, okay let's talk fireplace. about that in let's talk about that in triage i think you're going too far down this spider all right fine. Hole, no so. i'm done talking about it right you missed Why don't it we listen to a tune man no no we're not gonna listen to a tune now <laughs> You're just abstaining from the tune? Yes, you've wrecked everything. <laughs> I'm going to mute my headphones for the next three minutes. Me, nee. turning on my phone really freaking bright, God, shining it at the mic. Old men suck. We are the worst. So back to Midnight. Uh, I didn't mention it, so to give a little background, Midnight is a one-man project. So Athenar started this in 2003 in Cleveland, Ohio. So they've been doing this for about 20 years. When they record their albums, he does all of the drums, all the guitars, all the bass, and then he's joined on tour by his diabolical colleagues, Commander Vanek on guitar and Iron Possessor on drums, his diabolic colleagues, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> if that makes sense. I don't know if it does. Yeah, that totally makes I sense. I don't think that makes sense. But, yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you. We'll I've go with it. You. We'll go with it. Yeah. yeah. And those are the only names you're going to know. Because Midnight always performs in black hoods, their identity shrouded in sinful secrecy. But what you need to know is they are an amazing live act. I've seen them three times now. They are one of the best live acts that I have seen. 
If they come to Seattle, I'm absolutely freaking going because they are so much fun every time. They're just bouncing off the walls. They use every inch of the stage. They crawl out over the audience. They're just super high energy. You do not want to miss them when they come to your town. Right on. So this next tune, this is Sex Witchery from Let There Be Witchery 2022 Metal Blade.
All right, once again, that was Sex Witchery, taken from 2022's Let There Be Witchery on Metal Blade Records. And joining us now, the main man from Midnight himself, Athanar. How you doing, man? I already done told you, fool. I'm doing good, man. No, I, I, I'm good. <laughs> I feel like I had that coming. Uh, you know, as... doing, doing fantastic. Now that now that we're actually talking for real, yeah, uh, yeah no, I'm doing fan-fucking-tastic, and I threw that fucking in there just because it needed to be in there. I appreciate that, man. Well, you know, so as ridiculously stereotypical as this sounds, from a guy from Seattle, I actually learned about Midnight from Coffee, which is insane to me. Okay. So Gordon and I put on a comedy horror film festival in Seattle every year. And one of our sponsors is True Cult Coffee. So he's been sponsoring us for a few years. And uh, he came out with this coffee, Midnight Complete and Total Darkness. And I ordered that. And it was fucking great. It was like my favorite coffee ever. And then I'm like, well, this band must be awesome. So I started listening to it. They're not as good as the coffee. The coffee rules. The music might be okay. Yeah, as good as the coffee was, the music was better. The next day I go to our independent record store here in Seattle, Silver Platters, and I just fucking clean out the midnight section. Like, instant record collection. And I've been a big fan ever since. And so that was like... Well, thanks for supporting an independent record store. That, that's, that does mean Yo, a lot, actually, to me. He stole the records. So that's good. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. He just not. stole them. Cleaned it out. <laughs> well, I mean, well, that's, well, thanks for supporting your, your teenage uh, fantasies that way, too, for still <laughs> being a shoplifter. <laughs> but, you know, as late as I was to the game, this is like two years ago, it seemed like you guys were starting to blow up right at that time. That happened, and all of a sudden I would see, like I'd wake up in the morning, and there's a, a half-hour set of you guys playing at Copenhagen, just fucking killing it. And that was Yeah, well, like, I'm a grower, not a shower, I guess. Yeah, so do, yeah. does it feel like you guys have been blowing up over the last couple of years? Yeah, well... well since that, you've been you know, doing I, it for I, 20 I, years now, right? Yeah, I mean, it's cool. You know, there's, in all seriousness, I mean... Uh, that's what I'm into, you know. Uh, just you know, wasn't like, oh man, how can I get this band as big as I can right now? I want to be big, I want to be popular. And it's like mm, that was never the intent. You know, it was just I want to make music for what I want to hear, and it's as simple as it is. You know, and I turned down a lot of things. I turned down a lot of offers of of that what people would say. Well, why did you turn down that? Because well, you don't want to do it. It's as easy as you know. If if, if you you know if someone offers you uh, a squid you don't like to eat squid you know you have no problem turning down squid right so it's a good point yeah it's as easy as that so the, the thing about it is i finally kind of like well okay i'm i'm getting near 84 years old in life here not really but you know like let's, let's in dog know, years uh, yeah let's, let's let's see what happens here let's let's do some shit here uh, you know like some changes have happened and i was like well i guess there are people who want to hear this music and you know and and Let's see what happens. So uh, I just kind of let go a little bit of, of my gatekeeper reins, I guess, if you will, of it. That's so. So that's that's cool. I mean, yeah, and and if, and, and that, that that's good that people are, are still getting into it after all these years and giving it a chance. You know, I think that's a that's, that's a good sign. I think. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, it was like I said, it was really cool to see you. You know, every couple of days there'd be like a new live set, a couple of songs or something from Europe. What is the best thing about playing these European festivals? Uh, uh, you know what? It's 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 all the same to me. Yeah. In all in all seriousness, man. I mean, like it's it's all about the music. I'm not like, oh, Europe is better because they have better beer or what. It's like, you know, why why would I, why did I why was I ejected from my mom's vagina to drink beer? No, 
you know. So no, I mean, it, metal, it, you know, obviously, I was ejected from the vagina to jam metal. So whether I'm jamming metal in Europe or fucking Dayton, Ohio, I'm gonna do it. Yeah, you know? sure. It's, it's not like I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm not gonna play it harder just because they have cooler beer backstage in, in fucking Germany. <laughs> right on. You know? <laughs> I was more thinking though, though, because like I've seen some videos with you where you're clearly an enormous fan of old school metal. And so, yeah, like, sure. European festivals, are you able to see, like, bands that you hadn't seen before? Or you've been doing it for 20 years. Everybody's been through Cleveland at some point or another. You've kind of seen all the bands that you want to see. Yeah, no, no, that's a, no, that is a good point. That is a good point. Because, say, like, for example, a band like Sodom. Yeah. I've seen Sodom so many times, but they never play the States. You know, or, like, you know, they, they play the States, you know, like, very rarely. You know, they, you know, play a festival here or whatever the hell or something like that. But, so, I, I do consider myself lucky to have seen, like, Sodom many times, you know, I, you know, seen like, you know, the German speed metal warrant, you know, kind of like odd, oddball bands that you'll never see in the States. So yeah, uh, in, in that case, yeah, it is cool. Um, just as a matter of fact, you know, just on this recent tour, it wasn't in Europe, but it was in Vancouver, you know, it played with mm-hmm. Witch's Hammer. So like a band like that, you know, it's like, they'll, they'll never play fucking Cleveland, you know, they'll, they'll, they barely get out of wherever, wherever it is, you know, they're, where they're from, so. That is a cool thing. Yeah, okay. Uh, now that you bring that up. Thank you <laughs> well, another, that. Another, yeah, another cool <laughs> thing, actually, was, you know, opportunities like one morning I get up and you're interviewing Michael Monroe from Oh, Hanoi my Rocks. God. That, that was, was the coolest that, fucking that was, thing ever. That is. Like, how did that come together? I, I, I have to admit, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a very humble man and, I, and I'm not too, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I'm just pretty laid back. But so I knew we were playing in Germany and Michael Monroe was playing directly after us uh-huh. and then you know like when you're they had like a like a person in the area just checking on you or whatever like just coming back and making sure everything was okay in the in the backstage area and and uh, the, the lady says everything okay and then jokingly I said yeah everything's okay but I'd, I'd really love to say hello to Michael Monroe and you know just like jokingly it's me being a fucking Cleveland douchebag you know <laughs> and, and it says oh really okay she comes back five minutes later. I got one better. Would you like to interview him? Oh. I was like, well, we we go on in like twenty minutes, and we, we literally <laughs> did. We go on in twenty minutes, and she's like, yeah, okay, well, that's twenty minutes. You got twenty minutes to interview him. I was like, uh, okay. So, so uh, we we go up, and uh, his room was kind of like a, a couple doors down from us, and uh, the man comes out. I was like, holy shit, fucking Michael Monroe. I'm like, oh my god, and he was coolest dude man he you know and and it the, so i had to like gather up my questions for this interview in a matter of 45 seconds holy shit <laughs> and 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 so we just started like chit-chatting on the way down from the steps down to like the river you know i like, guess you see that picture of where, where it was yeah. right on the river so i you know like in between that like 90 seconds that it took from the steps to the river he was just going to he's like oh dude you're from cleveland oh man yeah i'm, I'm, I'm good you know like i was such good friends with stiff baiters and blah 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 and, and he wouldn't i was like this guy's cool as fuck. You know, he wasn't like, we were just like chit-chatting like we were old chums already yeah. in a matter of 45 seconds. And it was fantastic, man. So yeah, it was a, it was like really cool. You know, and, and like I said, you know, like people are people, assholes are assholes, you know, whatever. But he was a genuine cool person, you know, like, you know, like, you know it, so it was really, uh, really cool. Re- very, very organic meeting, you know, and uh, really cool. Highlight for sure. 
I love that interview because clearly, you know, you're being a fan of the band came out because you like knew when their last shows was in Cleveland. You knew that he had yeah. a broken foot. You knew, you know, and yeah. you got him to tell the story about Stiv Bader's hanging himself on stage. Like, holy shit, what a fantastic <laughs> right. interview. And, and, and like, you, like you I said, told I me, 45 seconds yeah, to that you had no that. time to prep for this. Like, I never would have known. And so, bravo, sir. And, Wonderful interview. And and I don't have a smartphone. So, you know, I'm not like on there cheating, like <laughs> looking up Michael Monroe on Wikipedia. I'm, I'm on my football oh, now. You know speak, your shit. You know? Yeah, you know the band. Yeah. So, just yeah, no, quick aside, great. favorite Hanoi Rock song. Oriental Beat is yeah. is great from start right to finish. Um, yeah, but the, the thing about that band is all their albums in that original form, yep. you know, like from the original lineup, are are great. Yep. I mean, they didn't put out a bad album. So, they you sure know, for did. a band it's like, oh yeah, their first album is good, but uh, you know, the first, you know, the first two are cool. But even even the even the major label, uh, uh, Two Steps from the Move, is still yeah. great. They ended on a great note, man. It was it was a fucking great album yeah no i, I probably so, uh, listen to self-destruction blues the most but i listen to all their stuff regularly yeah we yeah, used to listen to that a million years ago that was that was one of the crossover bands between steve's world and my world that we could both agree was a good band fuck yeah they're, you know, they're just great music i mean the they, they have they have the uh, the accessibilities of like cheap trick like that you know you can you can you can hear a lot of andy mccoy stealing a lot of cheap trick stuff yeah sure um uh, yeah there's you know there's and and just Michael Monroe's unique voice. I mean, he's not a great singer, but it doesn't matter, man. He, he fucking but sells it. But a great it, front you know? man. And just like his fucking amazing front the, man. Yeah, the crazy shit he says in his songs. Uh, yeah, so good. So good. He, he's, and he's still, and, and the thing about him is like, you know, I try and stay fit too, you know. Be, you know, I'm, I'm, I'll be 50 this year and he's, he just turned 60 this year. <laughs> so he's got, he's got 10 years on me and that dude looks good i mean yeah. i mean you know, he's like i'm like i'm like standing next to him I'm like yeah brody yeah so, so it's like yeah it's like he's he's putting the work in you know right. you know it's not like some of these fucking people who are just like up there just collecting a check or whatever yeah let's go up there and plop out our fucking shit and just you know whatever you know i mean um i don't know so i you know i'm i'm, just, I'm, I'm getting in a bad mood i'm gonna i'm gonna, I'm gonna stay no, positive no. Let's, let's <laughs> stay positive more about think right, fit well, iggy pop fit so in know. the midst of there you go you're doing all this cool shit in Europe. In the midst of this, you get added out of the fucking blue, as far as I can tell, to Northwest Terror Fest here in Seattle. And I got to see you, like, right then. That was so much fun. Was that gig a surprise to you? Or were you guys yes, already planning a, on coming a, to the Northwest? No, that was because that, Cryptic Slaughter had canceled. So we, right, we yeah. had just gotten back that day from Europe. And, and this is kind of funny, so I always fuck with the, our, our drummer about it, too, because just, I'm, not, I'm not trying to be like, mean to people. But he's a dumb dumb, and, and I feel like I fuck with him all the time. But we just got back, and then we got the offer like, "Oh, Cryptic Slaughter canceled." You know, we got this good offer to to play in Seattle with the Accused, and then he gives me the excuse, "Oh, it's just too soon." So that's <laughs> that's the that's re- yeah. We'll bust that out that 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 line. It's just too soon. I was like, I was like "Too soon for what? What are you talking about?" Oh, we just got back from Europe. Well, you can't fly out to fucking Seattle to play a kick ass gig. So he did. Yeah, after like his <laughs> wife, I think, said, "Well, what are you doing? You're just sitting around here, you like with your fucking gross ass feet on a chair." Well, you know, disrespecting the couch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we did that. So thanks to uh, yeah, you can you can. It was almost a too soon thing, man. We almost didn't do it. It's just yeah. too soon to play Seattle. So, but we did. No, oh, yeah, that was. And I, I just do like fucking with him, but yeah, that was so much fun. And I got to meet your buddy Chaz, who was like right on the stage with me from Portland. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. At that gig. So oh, that, yeah. that was really cool. And now when you guys were just here in Seattle a couple of weeks ago, of course, right next to me, there's Chaz again. I was like, fuck yeah, it's great to see you again, brother. <laughs> fuck yeah, midnight. That's that's cool, man. And, and that, that is a cool thing I've noticed about this this band. It's like, it, you know, it's, you know, I'm a weirdo, so it's going to attract weirdos, and that's that's been that's been known. You know, people people have known like, okay, yeah, I'm just a fucking weirdo magnet. So this band, it it, it does like bring this factor of of wackos together, and like, fuck, cool, man. No, you get it. All right, yeah. you know, like, so yeah, that's that's a good thing that that you saw Chaz there, and you know, you can bond with another wacko. You know? Fuck cool. yeah. <laughs> so so not long after that, then it's announced that you've been added to the Merciful Fate tour. So, Merciful Fate wasn't coming to Seattle. So, Gordon, my co-host, gets a call at 7 in the morning. He probably thought somebody died. Dude. I did, actually. Fucking Merciful Fate's coming to Sacramento. I answer the phone. I'm like, hey, am I in the will? In October. If I buy you a ticket, (laughs) will you go? Can we go? And he's like, fuck yeah. Fucking do it. So, got tickets. Got to see you open for Merciful Fate in Sacramento. Another great fucking show. It was so much fun. Damn, no, that, that's another man. thing. You played a huge, Wheatland. huge place. Wheatland. The, the, uh, that was a casino. Like a big casino, it? yeah. Yeah, it was a casino. Yeah. They had a stoplight I mean, in town. If, it was huge. Was that a nutty if, place if to play? If you told me like, when I was 13 years old, I'd be interviewing Michael Monroe and playing with Merciful Fate in the same year. It's like, right? okay, uh, you know, like, what kind of pills are you on? And, and you know, can I have half? You know, like, <laughs> it's, it's it, it was just... You know, I must have did something good in a previous life because I haven't done that many good things in this life <laughs> to deserve all the cool shit that's that's happened. You know, fuck yeah. So I, you know, I am a big believer in karma. So my next life will be total fucking shit. I'll tell you that. <laughs> but this one so far has been pretty good. Yeah. So, so, what was the most surprising thing about touring with Merciful Fate? Uh, you know what? The most surprise. I mean, you know. The, the thing about it was, I mean, yeah, people people say, oh, man, you, you know, just hang out with King and, you know, do rituals all night and shit. And it's like, yeah, well, we did, you know, but... <laughs> Not all night. Um, yeah. I mean, once I the mean, animals are yeah, all sacrificed, where do you go God. from there? Right, I mean, you can only you can only get so many animals in Sacramento or Wheatland area, <laughs> you know, that, you know. But, um, no, it was, it was just pretty mellow, man. I mean, you know, those guys just kind of kept to themselves, but the everything was so, like, pro-run, you know, like, and they were... Ex- of our just idiocy and unproness that it was really cool they were they just they were just like they i think all the the crew and, and the people from Russell fate just really enjoyed our sense of like fuck it you know type of type of thing they, they i think like wow you know you add a breath of excitement to the day like what's this asshole gonna say today type of type <laughs> of uh, thing you know but in a good way you know it wasn't like oh what's this fucking asshole gonna say today. it was like oh what's this you know it was more what's well what's this asshole gonna say you know? so they, they enjoyed it and it was really cool everybody was really friendly and and and, and helpful on tour so well creator too uh, i mean what a fucking bill holy shit they were a lot of well fun. creator was even 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 funner because man we, we toured with them in 17 and, and they were the headliners so they uh-huh. were pretty i don't know stand not standoffish but they kept it themselves but on this tour we were the schlubs you know so the both of us you know, certain times we had to share certain, you know, dressing rooms together. So I actually got to, like, really chit-chat with those guys. And it was cool because, you know, I'm a huge fan of, of German thrash metal and yeah. other obscure shit, too. So I was talking to Millie and Venter about stuff, and they were just laughing their asses off. Because, like, 
how do you know this band? Oh my gosh, you know, like, and just really like blown away. And I, you know, and I was just like putting this shit in the area of like why I, you know, loved German thrash metal the way I did as a kid, mm. and and now, you know, it's like the rawness, the 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 mispronounced English. <laughs> uh, you know, it's it's the the beauty is always in in, in perfection in yeah. German thrash metal. So, you know, just talking to them about it, and then. It, you know, it seems like they're like, wow, yeah, really, wow. I never really, we were just kids. I was like, yeah, but that was the the beauty of it, man. You were just fucking kids. And it was just so unadulterated. and, and From and, the heart, really, and, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there was no thought involved. It was just do. And uh, so I got, so that was really cool for me as uh, being at this age. Again, just like all this shit coming back, you know, it's like, uh, man, that was really fucking cool just to, to, talk to those guys about like you know the, the beginnings of, of a certain musical small small ass part of musical uh, history that I adore and still adore so it's yeah, cool yeah same so favorite creator album generally I'm gonna go with Pleasure to Kill okay. uh, just because it was so extreme at that time I mean when, when I got that album you know that was their that was their most recent album uh-huh. and that's the first thing I heard by them okay so that was just like Intro, I mean, the intro is just, you know like that choir of the damned, like dee dee, you know, like yeah. the soft thing. You know, someone kicks in a ripping chorus, just it was over the top intense. Nice. You know, it was it was the fastest, heaviest shit I ever heard at that point. Yeah, you know? sure. So, um, um, you know, so to, yeah, just to answer your question, yeah, Pleasure to Kill is 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 a true masterpiece in in the way of brutality and and still but still have songs and riffs and and, and catchiness and hooks yeah so. yeah my i think my first one that i listened to was extreme aggression and then i kind of went back and got pleasure to kill afterwards but you know another a late era favorite of mine violent revolution i listened to that one a lot that's a lot of fun i i heard a lot of people that say that and, and I, I gotta revisit that yeah that's sorry, revisit that one but yeah extreme aggression I still love that. I know a lot of people, at least, you know, like from my age group, I guess, shit on that album. You know, it's like, but I, but I still think it's great. You know, they, I think if they, if people go back and listen to that, it's really fucking good. You know, it's really, it's, it's high energy. You know, it's, re, you know, it's still, still really good. Good songs. Uh, the vocals are great, especially on that album. I think. Yeah. Uh, really good. Extreme aggression. Fantastic. So. From there, the, currently, I got just got to see you on the first leg of the 20 Years of Hell Speed and Sleaze Tour. Hell it yeah. sounds like you've got a big summer coming up. Where can our listeners find you, generally speaking, if they want to come see you live this summer? In, in the summer, man, they got to go to Europe. <laughs> uh, that's where we'll be. So right. get those plane tickets bought. Um, but yeah, then, then we're going to, you know, then we got the Danzig Tour coming up um, after that, which I think is. September, maybe? Yeah, that's an interesting bill. Danzig, Behemoth, and Twin Temple, even, which, if you want more yeah. Las Vegas in your Satan music, that's the band. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I saw them open for Ghost a lot, like a year ago, and that they are totally yeah, fun. Yeah, I saw that tour. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah, was cool. Good good, uh, good imagery, good aesthetic there. Uh, enjoyable. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. And then your hometown show, uh, October 27th, with Nunslaughter and Destructor. That sounds fucking amazing. I wish I could be at that one. You can. 
it's, it's entirely yeah, possible yeah, gotta, with the advent of flight and, and travel. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like a great, a great bill, man. Yeah, no, it's, it's going to be cool. That was that was all like, uh, you know, th- you know, those are my, you know, destructor of my dudes, gun slaughter of my dudes, you know. So yeah, it's, yeah, it's just going to be, it's going to be cool as fuck. Yeah, yeah, really. Yeah, I can't believe it's twenty years. I mean, you know, they just kind of blew by. Um, <laughs> so, man. So of course, on tour, you're assisted by Commander Vanek on guitar and Iron Possessor on drums. But you're the guy when it comes to writing and recording new music for Midnight. Uh, when can we expect a follow-up to Let There Be Witchery? Uh, the new album will be out early next year. Um, yeah. It's been recorded. It's done. I mean, I got, I got you know, like over Corona, you know, that's I just was writing and recording as much as I could. Yeah, stockpiling. You know, some people are stockpiling toilet paper. I was stockpiling music. So, <laughs> Riffs. Um, I got, yeah, I got tons, got tons of them. So I got tons and tons of music that is recorded. So, oh, that's fucking great uh, news! I'm so glad to hear. Yeah, that. It's probably, so it's, it's probably good until at least 2029. You know, be, even realistically, not even, not even um, what do you call it when you when you exaggerate it isn't real. Exaggerating. There you go. That, that was There's a way too many, to way too many syllables. Bullshitting. Yeah, but again, that's barbaric. You know, that goes into the fucking. Uh, you know, uh, right? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Right on, man. Well, that, that makes my day. That's some great news. But the next album, I think you'll really, you'll really, you'll really like it, man. I think it's, it's like 27 minutes. It's it's just a, a, a pure, head-crushing, knuckle-dragging bludgeon fest. It's, it's gross. <laughs> Beautiful, man. Yeah. I cannot wait. That's great. Yeah. Right on. All right. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate you taking the time to chat with us today. It's been an absolute pleasure. And as I promise, we always ask all of our guests here on the show, what pisses you off, Athenar? Rudeness fucking pisses me right off. Rudeness. Okay. You know, like when you, when you go up to somewhere, like you know, and, and you know, you're at the well, generally the post office people are okay, at least by my neighborhood. But like, you know, with you know, people just don't know how to speak or interact anymore, and it just comes off as rude. And 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 everybody's really quick in a hurry just to cut you off, just to get to the next stoplight. That pisses me off. Yeah. You know? Just general, general rudeness, I think, really pisses me off. But I try not to get pissed off because being pissed off is kind of rude, too. You know, there's really no need for that. There's no need to be pissed off. Ah, you can save it you for know. the music, right? <laughs> <laughs> right on. All right, man. Well, uh, do you want to introduce this next tune? Uh, what, what are we jamming here? This what is, we got? Uh, fucking, fucking Speed and Darkness? That's the one, man. Fucking Speed and Darkness. As far as I'm concerned, like a lot of bands go their entire career without penning a statement of intent like that. That is that is a mission statement. Yeah, Fuck you're, yeah, you're right. And, you know, the the funny thing about that tune in particular was, you know, like the, the working title was just Speed and Darkness. I was like, ah, it's kind of generic, you know, Speed and Darkness, and blah, 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 you know, it's fucking lame. <laughs> fucking that's 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 what put it over there. You know, because okay, that's what that's what all the you know as much as much as I don't like to put the the uh, the f word in in songs, especially like Latter Day Slayer, where Carrie King's lyrics are just fucking blah 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 fucking fucking da 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 fucking blah blah blah. Yeah, like, totally. Okay, well, that was mean. pretty all unnecessary. <laughs> uh, that served zero purpose, but um, it was just a waste of syllables. But uh, but I think that one played. You know, it made a difference, and that's that's what you need. You know, you just don't throw a fucking in there everywhere. Otherwise, yeah. you sound like a you know, you sound like a barbarian. <laughs> yeah, just in this yeah. case, it, it loses makes you, its effect. Yeah, grit your teeth one, and yeah, bang you... your head. Yeah, it's just fucking good. Exactly. Let's go. <laughs> right. Yeah. 
So fucking speed and darkness, man. But with the necessary fucking, uh, without the fucking, it would just be speed and darkness. But if you add a fucking in there, it makes it for a whole hell of a better time. For sure.
right, once again, that was Midnight with Fucking Speed and Darkness, taken from 2020's Rebirth by Blasphemy, also on Metal Blade Records. You can find Midnight's amazing work at midnight-ohio.bandcamp.com. So, Gord, you got any weird stuff this week? Uh, I do, and I I think that this news is really tailor-made for our musical guest. Right on. And that is... Straight out of Poland, there will be no more hell on bus 666. What? Yes. That was the The best thing about that route. (laughs) The best thing about being on any Polish bus was bus 666 to hell. There was like coop devil ladies on the bus, scantily clad. (laughs) I loved that route. Handing out refreshments, yeah. The bus to the town of... drinks, obviously. Well, yeah. I mean, some Hot people say cocoa. that I don't know that hell is a frozen lake where feelings go to die. But I disagree. It's a fiery pit, like out of a Johnny Cash song. <laughs> the bus to the town of hell on Poland's Baltic coast has been long popular with the tourists, but some Christian conservatives have protested the number signifying the devil. It is a human number because. The number of the bus was 666. After enough protests, the bus company finally relented. They grabbed the final number in Route 666, flipped it upside down, and now the bus to hell is number 669. (laughs) What? That's right. So pretty soon some, you know, wise ass is going to take the first number off of there and then it's going to be a bunch of your mom jokes. That <laughs> is Gord's weird stuff. That is weird. Yeah, I don't know why that's the the direction you would go with that. I would just make it 999. Maybe though because 999 is the number for emergency. Emergency. Yeah, in, in a lot of countries. I don't UK. know about Poland. So maybe maybe that's why they didn't do it. Do they I use don't know. When I took that bus, though, I mean, it was fine. I left alone. My mind was blank. <laughs> I needed time to think to get the memories from my mind, Gord. Whoa! <laughs> Holy shit. Why don't we listen uh, to another tune? Let's do it. All right. Uh, this one is from 2014's No Mercy for Mayhem, Woman of Flame.
Hey, this is Athenar from Midnight, and you're listening to the Bone Bat Show. Once again, from 2014's No Mercy for Mayhem, that was Midnight with Woman of Flame. Following that, I couldn't resist. I threw another song in, Gord, as I do so very often. Unholy and Rotten. Unholy and Rotten, that's right. From 2012's compilation, 
complete and total hell, which you can get right now from Bandcamp, midnight-ohio.bandcamp.com. It's like 25 tunes. It's fucking amazing value. Go get it. You'll love it. Get it now. Got any multimedia triage this week, Gordon? Well, I was going to talk about Spider-Verse, but then you this got all This is when me. you can. You can talk more about Spider-Verse. No, I said everything. Okay, it was so good. You got to see this movie. Oh, my God. I've seen it twice. And you I'm know what's see great? Hobie, what? the British punk rock spider Yes, he is. That is maybe one of the best things about it. The shittiest thing about the movie? The fucking cliffhanger. Oh, my God. You know, you're the I first person. I was fucking pissed. No, I don't, I don't think we should talk about the end. We should. You know what? They can eat shit. I'm telling people right now as a public service, hey, if you want to know, enjoy this film, you're only going to get to watch half of it. Bon appetit. <laughs> I don't think we should have told people about this, Steve, because the theater I was in the first time when we were watching it and it got to the end and it drops to be continued, like as one, except for that jackass with the phone, as one, everyone yelled at the screen. Everyone was like, what? No! Oh my God. We yeah, were all it's surprised. Bullshit. It was like, surprised. They didn't even do like half of a battle or something. It was just like, you know, they were all sitting there eating lunch before a battle and then it's <laughs> over. Like that was fucking bullshit. As no, a, you knew because the a, song they played in the very beginning when she's playing the drums and she's talking about how she's in a band, but it's not the right band. It brings it all the way back around. They're playing that song again with more to it this time. And she's saying, I have found my band. So you knew that was going to be the end if you had been listening to it sonically. The whole circle had been completed. I guess I didn't read that part on the screen, Gord. (laughs) (laughs) Should they have used smaller words? (laughs) I don't know. Maybe they forgot. I don't know. I'm just telling you, I was fucking pissed. I felt like I had been ripped off, that that sucked. That was a shitty place to end the movie. I was disappointed and annoyed. I walked out of the theater annoyed, not happy, not like, oh, that was great, Spider-Man was awesome. I walked out kind of pissed. Like kicking popcorn buckets on your way out the door, stupid movie, stupid ending. (laughs) This movie can eat shit. Fuck that movie. Yeah, that's kind of how I felt. I was pissed. I was annoyed. All right. I I felt like... um, Someone had played a good joke. Like, like, oh, got me. Nice. Ah, I'm coming back. And so, you know, if people, like, wait and then go see a double feature and see them both back-to-back when the next one comes out, then I have just saved them some aggravation. There you go. I, I Public suppose, yeah. service. You are a mensch, Boing. Steve. And speaking of movies I've seen with obnoxious assholes in the theater. <laughs> why, do <I> feel, <laughs> why do I feel a shot at me coming? <laughs> No, no, I'm not talking about our film fest. I saw uh, Boogeyman. <laughs> that was the one where I eventually got people literally thrown out of the theater for being drunk assholes at two in the afternoon and loud as shit on their phones. Yes. Uh, good horror movie. I was surprised. I was really, really just watching a movie to get out and do something. So is that the that's the Stephen King short story, right? Yeah, what well, kind of. I mean, I mean, just like you got to expand it to get to 90 minutes because it's right. What? 15 pages of night shift. Yeah, or whatever. Yeah, right. yeah. 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 It's it's a few pages of night shift, which I think he's sold more than once to, to people making movies. And yeah, they took the kernel of an idea and they, they made a good, scary movie out of it. 
And um, despite the the distractions in the theater for the first 20 minutes, I was still still engrossed. And the person I was with, I was with my teenage son, and he was actually even more gross than I was. He's like, that was a scary movie. Really? Huh. Yeah. Did it uh, do a lot of, like, Easter eggs to other Stephen King stuff and sort of fit into the king averse, if you will? Or well, I was think it kind of a standalone thing that they kind of just stayed in their lane? They just stayed in their lane. Okay. And if you if you read the Gunslinger series, you know that all books, no matter what, and all movies, no matter what, are part of the king averse, as you say, but <laughs> whatevs. Okay. Yeah. Right on. Yeah, I missed that one when it was in theaters, but uh, I'll make it happen. But you saw something in the theater, which I missed. I did. I saw Mad Heidi. Which was not in wide release. Uh, it played a couple of times at Sif Egyptian, uh, just like before Bone Bat. And we were so busy that week with all the stuff that I didn't get out to see it. And uh, so I had a opportunity. They did a Fathom event uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, one night only on a Wednesday night. And uh, it was super fun. What a Raven Banner, the studio that puts this film out, did. It was like they had Swiss trivia before the movie, which was totally fun. I don't know that I it know. It was like, which of these cheeses anything. are Swiss? <laughs> the and one with the hole. How many, how many uh, gallons of blood did they use in the making of this film? Fun fact about Groyer. I mean, it was hilarious. <laughs> you know, I, rather than the Maria Menounos stuff. It was, it was great. It was <laughs> that like would be yeah. specific for this film trivia contest thing. I, I, I thought that was super fun. And the, the film is just this crazy-ass Swissploitation thing. From what I understand, it was, like, made over 10 years. It was crowdfunded. Whoa. The guys that made it, it took them forever. It's got Casper Van Dien from Starship Troopers, who plays, like, the authoritarian ruler of Switzerland. And he's trying to take the com- country over with drugged cheese and oppression against the lactose intolerant. It's ridiculous <laughs> and hilarious. And, you know, it has, like, every kind of exploitation you can think of. It's got Nazis, you know, Swiss Nazis, which aren't a thing, but Nazis nevertheless. It's got women in cages. It's got revenge. It's got motorcycles. You name it. It's got all kinds of crazy shit. And it was so much fun. I had a great time. If you like what we do at the Comedy of Horrors, Go check out Mad Heidi. It's a great fucking time. You know, I don't know that much about Switzerland, but their flag is a big plus. <laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah. It's a visual joke. Just just look it up, people. <laughs> All right. What All right. What else? What? Uh, well, I don't know if we should talk about Black Mirror because you're three episodes oh. in. I'm two episodes in. So All far, I like what I see. is fucking if you like Black Mirror, it's great. If you're not familiar with Black Mirror and you like dark sci-fi, you need absolutely, then you're in for a treat because you've got like six seasons of it. Six seasons of five episodes each. But hey, still. But still, like just great, like disturbing sometimes, sometimes hilarious, sometimes thought-provoking. Well, Uh, like episode one of this season is, that is something that could have been it could happen right now, like today, while we're recording this yeah, podcast. If you've never read the the legal boilerplate when you download an app or subscribe to a viewing service, 
then this is a show for you. <laughs> you really ought to pay attention. <laughs> like, yeah, they always take some aspect of modern technological life and turn it on its ear, and often things get fucked up. And, I mean, Charlie Brooker, this is also the guy who did Dead Set, which was that series, uh, a limited series about the zombie outbreak happening during Big Brother in the UK. And it's fucking sensational. So good. So this guy is always fun. And uh, you should absolutely check out Black Mirror. Can't recommend it highly enough. Love it. Yeah, it it's great. At least the parts we've seen. I don't know. No, I hear the rest of the oh, whole Episode season. 3 is fucking dark. Uh, I was like, I got to f- watch something lighter after this before I go to bed. <laughs> it's just soul-rending. But, God, it's good TV. It's really good television. Cool. What else? Uh, I'm playing Diablo 4, Gord. Well, that's, that goes with the show we're recording. Yeah, it's got devils and shit in it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you liking it? That. I do, I do like it. Now, I've been already a fan of things like Grim Dawn and Torchlight, which I've played, so that sort of top-down grinding for loot gameplay yeah, where you're often fighting skeletons or zombies or devils is uh, usually a lot of fun for me. I enjoy that type of thing. Diablo, I've been playing this since the first iteration, so it was a pretty easy sell, and uh, so far it's it's doing all the things you want it to. You're hitting the button for loot like Pavlov's dogs, and uh, oh, I got a better sword. I got better armor. I, what, what's going to happen next? Oh, I got an even better sword. Fuck that old sword. It's <laughs> <laughs> like two minutes later. And it's like, there's this extensive system of adding like jewel sockets and jewels to trick out your swords and you can also add like aspects where you imprint them with magical runes to make them even more powerful but there's hardly a point because in 20 minutes you're going to have a sword that is way way stronger than that sword that you had a minute ago so it, it almost the the leveling of loot almost makes the crafting redundant i don't know i, I guess some people would be into that but I don't know. I'm probably 10 hours into it, and it's a lot of fun. I'm enjoying it. The one funny thing is, though, the point of the game is that you're trying to fight this demon Lilith, who is the creator of evil in the world of Diablo. And, uh, you know, I'm a necromancer, so I've got skeletons following me around 24-7. And then people keep trying to give me lessons about light and good. (laughs) Well, yeah. (laughs) It's fucking weird. Like, I wander into a store to buy some like leather like you do well yeah and sure. you know all my do, do do the skeletons wait outside is there anybody like stars hey we don't serve their kind of here no the <laughs> skeletons fall pile all pile in all seven of them into the fucking armory and then we buy some leather or whatever i gotta do and then we leave and then skeletons all follow me out of the store <laughs> like it's pretty fucking hilarious it's in, incongruous in sort of terms of the tale but it's still a fun game I'm enjoying it. I did buy the deluxe version, which gives you a season pass. So presumably there's going to be a bunch of DLC when I finally get done with the game. And uh, I guess I'll play that too. I should hope so. I hope it's good DLC. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. Yeah, I've been burned one too many times in the DLC. So I think I just, I will opt for the, the regular edition once I actually launch into playing this game, which I intend on doing. I'm kind of, it's a license thing to me. So if it's, Borderlands, I'll buy the DLC side and see. Mass Effect. No, that's that was the one that messed me up. I, I feel like I, I I thought Borderlands was going to be a total safe bet. And really? Yeah, it was just kind of like this is a little bit easy. This is a little I don't know. 
I guess I haven't finished all the DLC, but uh, I've never been disappointed yet. But like, you know, Call of Duty, if I was to buy a Call of Duty game again, like, I wouldn't buy the DLC necessarily unless you're like, oh, you've got to play this zombie level with me, then okay. But yeah. unless it's a destination thing where we've talked about it, yeah, I'm less likely to do that. That's fair. But yeah, Diablo, is, it's always been a good game. It's always treated me well. Got a warm spot in my heart for it. I don't play like World of Warcraft or any of that shit, so Diablo is about as far down the blizzard path as I go. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll pay him, give him an extra 20 bucks for some extra content, sure. Okay. Like you're like you're a nerd snob. Oh, that's just, that's all the blizzard I do. Okay, grandpa. No, it's grandpa. not a nerd snob thing. It's uh, more of a, I sort of know what I like and know what I don't. Yeah. And, uh, I'm not going to okay. throw money at a, a franchise that I'm not that interested in. That's legit. So uh, that's about all I've got. Gord, you got anything else? No, that's I'm good for now. I think we've I think we've thrown enough content at people to explore. Oh, one other thing I wanted to mention: uh, we have some filmmaking acquaintances here in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, Chris Wyatt and the folks from Cascadia Dread are trying to make an independent feature called The Bereavement Club. It's currently funding on Kickstarter. So if making a local horror film happen uh, appeals to you jump on over to kickstarter and search for bereavement club they've got a number of cool rewards there to thank you for helping them make this film if it gets made so uh check it out right on you know before we wrap things up why don't we listen to one more uh this is from 2017 sweet death and ecstasy poison trash Yeah. 
All right, we're back, and uh, that absolutely filthy pair from Midnight was again 2017's Poison Trash from Sweet Death and Ecstasy, followed by Rising Scum from 2020's Rebirth by Blasphemy. Hope you dug those. Once again, you can find Midnight's work, and you should, at midnight Ohio. Dot bandcamp.com. Thank you. So once again, I'd like to thank Athenar from Midnight for joining us on the show. Absolute pleasure speaking with you, sir. Usual, right on. Usual bullshit. Show phone number is 425-296-6557. Or you can reach us via email at steve at bonehand.com. Bonehand.com is also the home of the heavy half hour. And I owe everybody an episode post-Northwest Terror Fest. So stay tuned for that. Right on. You can find my cartoons, etc., at MightyWombat.com. Also over there on the Facebook and the Instagram. You can follow Bonehand on Twitter. I'm around there every once in a while. Uh, Bonebat on Twitter for our information about the film festival and show drops. And our Facebook page where you find out even more stuff like new albums by bands we've featured, sweet deals on video games, shorts and films that uh, we didn't feature in our film fest but we think you might enjoy there's a lot of good content on there so check it out because the new improved Brian Lanano would say content 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 I suppose he would say that wouldn't he and for the rest of July things are about to get nuts I know things have been quiet on the bone bat feed but we will have a lot more this month including the next episode in just one week so keep an ear out for that. Thank you for listening. If you like what we do, please spread the word and tell a friend. Uh, one final tune tonight. Steve, I've got a question for yes. you. Can you stop steel? You cannot fucking stop steel, Gord. Our final tune from 2011's Satanic Royalty on Metal Blade Records. This is You Can't Stop Steel from Midnight. Once again, I'm Steve. This is Gord. Have a good one. I do have a good one.
You suppose he's out like mowing the lawn in his black hood? <laughs> his black hood. He could be. <laughs> it's like taking the trash out, waving to the neighbors. Hey, Bill. Oh, you know, the other day, you know what? The raccoons knocked over the trash. You know, I got a, I got an interview, man. Hey, how's it going? Sorry, I sorry, Mister Call. I didn't realize what what the heck time it was. You know, Sundays the. Uh, the clock doesn't exist sometimes, so no sweat. Uh, sorry, sorry about f- that. No problem. Well, yeah, we we had this whole scenario going that you're like out there uh, rolling your trash cans out to the curb in your hood, and the neighbor starts oh, talking that. to you, and he's like, "You know, can you hose the blood off of the sidewalk there, Athenar?" When you're <laughs> my dog licks that up. I don't know what kind of blood that is. That can't be good for a dog. <laughs> no, it can't. I mean. Come on, Athenar, Jesus. I know this happens. My dog but... gets into that blood, and I, he brings it into the house. He tracks it across the carpet. You know, we got a white couch, and we got all your virgin <laughs> blood all over it. Fuck your couch. Fuck your couch. That's it. And you're, <laughs> that's like, looking I at say. the watch, like, I got I an interview, I put my feet buddy. up on the couch. <laughs> that's what I do. <laughs> yeah, I, I pull the Rick James and fuck your couch. Put my feet up on there and everything. <laughs> Why don't I stretch out? Ha, 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 ha.